0: alaikum. You are listening to Momming While well Muslim,
1: a podcast designed with the Muslim American parent in mind, addressing how to raise Muslim American kids born into a post-9/11 world. We will cover topics ranging from potty training to politics, and no topic is off limits. Along with our expert guests, we'll discuss what's new in the Muslim
0: American diaspora, or just. What's new at our own kitchen tables? Join us, Seba Hassan and Uzma Jaffrey, who have a combined eight kids and twenty-five years of parenting experience,
1: as well as just enough crazy between them, while they pioneer this journey we call "Mommy While well Muslim." Assalamualaikum, everyone. Welcome to another episode of "Mommy While Muslim" podcast with your co-hosts Seba Hassan and Uzma Jaffrey. This is Uzma. Assalamualaikum, everyone.
0: And this is Ava Hassan. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, We want to introduce first uh,
1: Lubaba Abdullah, who is one of the board of directors of the Islamic Society of North America, or ISNA, as we have all grown up calling it. Um, And she is currently the executive director of the Council of American Islamic Relations in Houston. Welcome, Lubaba, to the show.
2: Thank you, Asma.
1: How are you guys? Thank you for we coming so on. Good. Your voice is so calming. Can I just tell oh. you, like, I'm already so relaxed. It's like, wow. That That's a very good thing. That's a very good thing. So, um, Zeba, since you are a true Chicago native, can you kind of tell us or remind um, any of our listeners who don't know or, you know, maybe they're new to the country and don't know what ISNA is and what the ISNA convention is?
0: So ISNA was like this massive gathering of Muslim people from all over the United States that would kind of get together, get inspired, listen to some amazing speakers, um, to the point where literally I am thinking about it right now and getting goosebumps and getting kind of like reinvigorated in your, um, Connection to Islam and and other Muslim people. At least that's what it was for me, growing up in the Chicagoland area, um, listening to songs and most importantly the bazaar, which let's be honest, is one of the best places um, to be in getting some cute uh, and fun Islamic wear. But uh, I have to say, I have not gone as a parent. So I don't know what it's like now. But as a kid, it was definitely one of these magical places to go to. So I, I, like I said, I'm admitting I haven't gone in the last couple of years. And how is it? now like a couple of years yeah I was like a <laughs> decade or two I'm not gonna pretend couple let, of decades. a couple of decades I'm just gonna be honest about that but that having been said it literally was one of the, the the one time a year where a lot of Muslim people can come together and really get connected with each other so that's definitely my um my feeling about it even to this day
1: I think two of the words that you mentioned kind of strike me um and uh Lobaba will ask you about your um Uh, views on ISNA as well, but as somebody who wasn't very involved or one of the organizers ever, just an attendee, my last ISNA was 13 years ago before I had children. I was married. That magic, you know, because we didn't have social media back then. It was just kind of burgeoning. I think we all had like MSN Messenger and maybe like Yahoo Mail or something. Yes. Um, So we didn't have this barrage, this constant... um, Muslim entrepreneur, Muslim product availability, like at our fingertips, where if I want a cute t-shirt, like I could just order it, you had to go to Isna to get things exactly. like that. Um, so that kind of magic was d- really important. And then when you mentioned connection for me, at the time I had done two Umras, I had not yet done Hajj, but when you pray jama'ah or in congregation in Isna, that was the closest to me To have that feeling of praying with a million other Muslims. Exactly. You know, because that Amin after the Fatiha is like, I live for that. And that connection with other uh, Muslims in the country, in North America, that just really, really spoke to me. And I would say that was kind of my, um, my ISNA magic. Lubaba, what, um, what can you say about the ISNA convention?
2: Definitely. And even like just leaving Salah and you leave and there's like a huge congregation all going together. It really is inspiring, especially back then when the Muslim communities weren't as large. They weren't as developed. Um, We didn't have the resources. We didn't have we had Native Dean and Minaraps. And that was about the extent of it up until now. now.
1: Nobody slam Native Dean. I love Native Dean. I I love my Native
2: (laughs) Dean, too. That's yes. I, I still have my Minaraps tapes. tapes, exactly.
1: tapes oh my god! tapes. tapes. And How I do keep, you listen like, to that? And I'm like, <laughs> I have
2: to keep these. I cannot throw them away because these are Minaraps.
1: Oh, that's hilarious. So Lobaba, you've been involved in the ISNA convention since you were a young woman, a teenager even. Do you want to tell us about how the ISNA convention has changed in some ways?
2: I grew up ISNA, so we went to conventions and we loved it because that was the time that our parents were busy doing work and meeting people and seeing all of their friends that they only saw once a year. So us kids were free to roam and it was Um, that was like our freedom. Every year you'd go, you'd find your Muslim friends from all over the world and you would just get to hang out all weekend. Um, And so it it was, it definitely shaped my experiences. I grew up in Minna and then MSA and now ISNA. Um, And I'm really proud of the convention that that we've had in the last few years, especially last year's in Houston and this year's coming up. We have a lot of things that uh, cater to all segments of our society, We have um, something new that's coming up this year is we have our silver series for those that are older, um, our elders, basically. So having a series that's specific to them, besides having our main ISNA sessions, we have our MSA for our college students. We have our MINA for our 12 to 18 year olds. And then for the younger ones, we do have an awesome daycare program scheduled. So that is something that we encourage all parents to come and take advantage of. We also have a carnival that's there for the younger kids. So you buy a wristband and then you have access to this carnival. I think the biggest thing is that mind shift. Uh, But this is not, um, and this is something that all parents do all the time in everything. It's that mind shift of being, okay, going to ISNA is not about me anymore. It's about my kids. It's about how can I make this a great experience for them? Because this does really shape their Identity and it helps to see hundreds of Muslims, especially if you live in a community that is not large, that is not as diverse. So, our theme this year is about superheroes and superheroes. We all have a superpower for good, a superpower for social justice. Um, and so, it's really about harnessing that. And so, our theme for Friday is about inspiring our community. Um, Saturday is on empowering, and Sunday is on transforming. So, we want everyone to leave knowing what their superpower is for social good, and becoming superheroes and superheroes in our community. Um, some other really exciting things that we're having this year is we have Trevor Noah coming on Friday night. Oh my
1: gosh, I have so, so much FOMO about that, by the way, can our, I just tell you?
2: <laughs> yeah, so you need to, if you haven't already buy, bought your tickets, buy your tickets for Trevor Noah. We also have a presidential forum. Um, today we were just Uh, told that we were able to go ahead and announce that Bernie Sanders and Julian Castro will both be there on Saturday and they will be addressing the ISNA crowd. We also will have a 5k run and all money from that will go to Feeding the Hungry here in Houston. We have a meal packing as another activity that families can come in and do. So those are things that you can come and do as a family. We also have our Young Professionals Luncheon, which just started maybe four or five years ago, where we have these amazing young professionals who are doing such awesome work in all areas. And so we bring, we showcase a couple of them to come in and they speak to young professionals, give us advice and guidance as far as, you know, if you are just starting your career or even if you're in the middle of your career, you know, how can you make it better? And just giving you that inspiration from people who are just like us, who grew up ISNA, who are doing amazing things all over the
1: US. That's awesome. I really love the social component that's coming in, or I mean, I guess the social activism that's coming in through the years I've noticed like with the the runs and the um, community service that ISNA has incorporated for that weekend. And yeah, you know, critics will say it's just for one weekend, like where's the continuity, but I think getting that many people together, you can make a huge impact and that's different than what I remember. Um, Because I don't remember having those community service projects at ISNA. Yeah, I agree with that.
2: They they were not a part of it. And so that's something that we really do like. And hopefully if you see it and if it's done well here, you might be inspired to go home and do it regularly at home as well. And I think that's part of the biggest thing that we like to do at ISNA. We like to do things that you can also do at home and to showcase how easy it is and how it can become part of our daily schedule, our daily routine.
0: You made a really good point, like because one of the the reasons why I stopped attending, and I know that sounds terrible, but one of the reasons why I stopped attending was I started to have kids, and it was just harder and harder to go to some of the, the speakers or some of the activities with young kids in tow, and that was kind of what stopped me from attending originally so what do you have now in place for young moms that are coming in and still want to go and seek some knowledge and get connected to other even muslim moms what are some activities and things that you guys are doing now to to support that demographic
2: well like i said we have our carnival that is for the younger kids so whenever you need a break you can go there for me personally i used to always take a number of um snacks and crayons and markers and coloring sheets and paper and I would just go into the session and sit in the back of the session and my kids would sit there and I would play tic tac toe with them or color with them or like keep them engaged while I'm also sitting in the session so I get the knowledge and then they also um get used to the idea of coming and sitting and sitting quietly in the back of the room and so that's something that is definitely okay that we encourage all moms to come all moms and dads to come and do come and sit in the sessions even if you have young children even if they cry it's it's okay that's the reality of it we know that in Salah there Salam so used to you know hasten in his prayers so that moms wouldn't or that parents wouldn't get um distressed and so it is part of our religion that children are welcome they should be in our they should be in our lectures and so don't make that stop you from attending
1: i really like that because you get a lot of dirty looks sometimes when you have little kids and they're like loud at a at a you know when there's a gathering of some kind or even at the masjid and it's like well if they're not would you rather them be somewhere else that's non-islamic and making noise like they're listening to Azan, they're watching muslims pray they're hearing some good content and who knows what they pick up uh while they're coloring and stuff so i really appreciate that that means that the child care is not mandatory because some p- places will do that right where babysitting is mandatory
2: no child care is definitely not mandatory it is for you if you want to go to some of our sessions and there are some adult themed sessions so be cautious about bringing your kids to um issues uh, or or sessions that talk about trauma or that talk about you know some of the taboo topics that are in our community so I would be cautious about bringing children to those um but again all parents can make their own judgments and utilize the daycare whenever they whatever
1: whenever they need it let's talk about cost then so is there uh, the cost of the ticket plus babysitting or is the babysitting included in that
2: it's the cost of the ticket plus child care, um, and so child care is an additional cost, but it's... Um, for the kids, it would just be their cost would just be the childcare cost.
1: That makes sense. So in that way we're making it a little bit easier on the parents and giving them more time to spend in the bazaar. <laughs> definitely,
2: we love. definitely. And the bazaar is gonna be awesome this year.
1: I feel like I've never been to one where it wasn't awesome, Zeba. How about you? No,
0: I agree. Like just even getting the cute shirts and, you know, the Ulla necklaces and it like I said, it really it was at least for me to your point, Osma, we didn't have all the online web Opportunities now to purchase some of these things. So, in order to get some of that, you had to wait for the ISNA convention. And that was part of the excitement as a kid getting something fun and new, or a new video, or new books that we didn't really have um, readily access to, like the newer generation does have.
2: Definitely. There's so much, there's so many books out there that are made for young adults and young teens and preteens. That is mm-hmm. am- amazing. I love buying books for my son um, and daughter that are uh, like chapter books that we never we never had.
0: Do you have any speakers that you're really super excited about this year that you wanted to highlight for our audience?
2: We do. We have a lot of amazing speakers coming in this year, including Linda Sarsour, Imam Muhammad Majid, um, Faraz Khan, Zainab Ansari, Hassan, Hussein Kamani, um, of course, uh, Mahdi Hassan and Malika Bilal will be there. And so we, um, Yasir Qadi, Aisha al Abdullah Idris, Altaf Hussain, um, Dalia Fahmi, Hatim Bazian. Um, so we have a lot of, Sheikh Omar Suleiman. So
1: all the big names are going to be there, basically. All the, all the big names will basically be there, <laughs> yeah. yes.
2: I can keep going in there. Alhamdulillah, we're, we're really blessed to have um, so many speakers that are coming out. Some of the ones that I'm really excited to see are Dalia Mugahid and Aisha Prime. Um mm. One of the sessions that I'm really excited about um, talking about women is the reality of female leadership in Muslim spaces, um, just because a lot of times you do face a lot of um, pushback from yes. the Muslim community being a Muslim woman in those spaces. So we'll have like Dr. Amy Matson, Dalia Mujahid, um, Aisha Prime, Zahra Bilow, who will all be on that panel. So I'm super excited for that one.
1: No, that sounds awesome, because you're right, there there are, you know, so many internal conflicts that we have, in addition to all the external pressures that we face in America. Um, Lobaba, just because I think that, you know, as an organizer, you know what is going to happen in this convention, and... You know, I feel like a lot of what happens in the convention is a reaction to what is happening in our external environment in America right now as Muslims. So what do you think are two to three cultural dilemmas that Muslim Americans face right now that ISNA is bringing to light through the convention? Or maybe ISNA is addressing through the convention?
2: Dilemmas that we're facing. Well, I think that that this whole female leadership and female working um, in our some organizations is one big one and that we are addressing different ways as far as well as Muslim masculinity and what does it mean to be a Muslim man um, and what does that entail so that's we have a couple of sessions on that another thing another shift in our in our um, in our sessions this year is going back to I don't know how about you guys, but when I grew up going to Sunday school, it was all about Jahannam and fear Allah, and you will go to Jahannam if you do X Y Z. Everything is everything is, and everything is haram. Um, so one of our big shifts this year in in our in our sessions is that we have a whole series that is all about you know love of Allah and knowing falling in love with Allah through His ninety nine names or His ninety nine attributes. So that will be throughout the weekend where we will have sessions where um, instead of doing things out of fear of Allah, we're doing things out of love.
0: Which is such a great message because I agree with that. That's definitely a difference from when we were younger um, and now is is really highlighting the positivity that is our religion um, and not necessarily focusing too much on the negative.
2: Definitely. And the other thing that we've got going on is we have a lot of sessions that are going on marriage and divorce and um and rape and sexual harassment. So giving Islamic perspectives on that, the prophetic mosque, you know, how do we have a prophetic mosque that is embracing of everyone? Um, And so there's a lot of internal, uh, internal work that we're doing. And that's internal work that we have to do on an individual level, as well as on a community level. And once we have that, then we can go out and do a lot more.
0: And what is your superpower? I have to put you on the spot for that. This is easy. You know the answer, LaBaba. It's
2: serving the Muslim community. That is my superpower. I love service. I love using my knowledge, my experience, and my um, education to to serve the community. And I guess that's my superpower.
0: And that's an amazing superpower, by the way. Yeah,
1: Sabhanallah, you've been doing it for Thank so you. long. And if you really have done it. You've served the community. Like we all, even if, um, like you won't recognize me ever in a crowd, but I would recognize you because I've known of you as long as I can remember. Like, I don't know a time when Lubaba Abdullah was not a name that was like somewhere on the ISNA, somewhere on the MSA, like literature. Um, But you have, you've absolutely done that. I know it takes a lot of work and effort to, to put these kinds of
0: conventions together. And so we really appreciate you and the rest of the board doing that. How are you handling the matrimonials? this year at ISNA, because I do know I have a, at least I'm, I'm so far out of that category. Obviously, we just celebrated our 20th anniversary. So I'm done with all of that. Sure. But you know what, my kids are getting to that. Age. They're, you know, they're starting to get on the older side and starting to, you know, not that you're thinking about it this early. But you know, what are how are the matrimonials different from like, when we were younger in a matrimonial age
2: so i'm super excited so when we were younger i don't know how matrimonials happened i know a lot of people told me that they got married through the islam horizons islamic horizons yes know, yes it, so it was the magazine. So a magazine a lot of people told me they got married through that it's really that's funny. good so that, so that was funny. before shadi.com yeah. it literally before shadi.com and all of those and so that was the first way and then um The last few, the last like maybe 10 years or so, it's been more of a speed dating type uh, experience at the matrimonials. This year, I'm super excited that we are actually partnering with Half Our Dean and they will be setting up our matrimonials. So it's a lot more well thought out from the get go. So we're not, so not everyone is allowed in. You have to apply and based on everyone else who's applied based on the ages based on everyone's interests that is who is allowed in. So instead of just charging everybody into everybody into the room, we are it's being done in a much more thoughtful manner where we hope will result in more matches.
1: I remember the speed dating
0: started though thirteen years ago. Oh, they did it? That. So oh, what Chicago. okay, so I'm yeah, so clueless yeah. what the heck is speed dating? Just from a pure <laughs> like I not that I'm trying to get into that, but you know, just from a pure like understanding, what does that even mean, speed dating?
2: I think it means that the sisters will sit at a table and the brothers will rotate. So they will spend a few minutes with each person and then after like two minutes the bell will ring and you move on to the next person. That's how I believe it would work. This year it will be more based on compatibility as opposed to um, as opposed to just age.
1: No, it's good that somebody who like specializes in matrimonials is kind of taking that burden off of ISNA and handling it. I like the outsourcing and um, collaboration. I think that that's really Definitely. good.
2: Definitely. There's people who are doing amazing work, and that's one of the big things that ISNA is looking at doing, is seeing our place as a convener, as bringing in all of these amazing people who are doing awesome things, and highlighting them at our convention, highlighting them um, to, the, to the greater community.
1: And that's kind of what we envision our podcast doing, is, you know, bringing together resources to help our Muslim parents parent um, these kids during these troubling times. So, inshallah, you know, may Allah make us all successful.
2: I mean, I because mean, it is, it's, it's hard, and it's scary, and it's um, frustrating, and Anything else you can imagine, you go through all of it while you're parenting your kids.
1: So, what are two to three key things that organizers want families to take away from ISNA this year?
2: One is, again, what is your, that we can all do good. And I think um, that's highlighted by the shootings that happened this week in El Paso and Dayton, is that we can all make this world a better place by creating those bonds of community by actually um, implementing our sunnah where you smile at people, where you greet them in the best way, where you are kind, where you try to remove um, barriers from people or, or barriers from the street, right? That's all part of our sunnah, and those are all actions that are charity. They're all sadaqa for us. And so that is one big takeaway that I would love everyone to leave with is that at the very least, you are able to do that. And that will make us all safer by building that sense of community, and by building those bonds between us and us being all Americans.
1: I think um, growing up, maybe the focus in the prior generations was more focused on us as a community, just the Muslim community. But it's like we can't just look inward. We have to make everything Better.
2: definitely definitely and i think the other big thing that as a muslim community we cannot shame um, those who are divorced or those that have mental health issues or those that are single parents or those that are other right because again in yes. our sunnah and in, in our sida we know that the rasulullah sallallahu went out of his way to embrace and lift all of those Um, who were struggling, or all of those who were other, or all of those who many of us would not even give a second glance to. And so that's something else that I would love our community to walk away with, is that we are going to embrace everyone and um, do our part to make them and make our message and make our organizations more open, more welcoming, um, more um, encompassing of all segments of our community. I think it's really important because people struggle in silence and it's really hard.
1: And I think um, we've done a couple of episodes on um, bullying of our children. You know, it also happens to adults, the microaggressions that we face. So all of those things lead to mental health problems. So if we stop address or we, we fail to address them and find proper channels within the community that can provide culturally relevant and sensitive care to our children and our families and we're doing a great disservice to the entire community and we need to you know just say no to the whole ostrich uh, phenomenon that we grew up with where people didn't address depression anxiety mental health and PTSD is now very real for our children
2: definitely and and the thing that we always have to recall especially when we're dealing with this is that trauma is different and it's very um, subjective it's not objective it's what might be traumatizing to me might not traumatize my siblings right, right. and so right. it's very it's very subjective and so i can't say get over it to someone when i'm i'm not them and i don't know what they're going through even if we went through the same experience she might be internalizing it in a very different manner and i can't tell right. her to get over it that's not that's boom that's oppression um, mm-hmm. and so we need to be cognizant of that and allow everyone to grieve and to um, to acknowledge in their own space and provide them whatever support that we can give them. Um, like I know my kids just moved here and I am a single mom. I got divorced. And the first thing I did when I was moving before I moved was I got a therapist for my children um, mm-hmm. just so they would have that additional support. Um, and it's, it's not taboo. It's not... I am very open about my story just because I know that um, being an activist and being a Muslim woman on the forefront, it does. Um,
1: it breeds a lot of prejudice and assumptions, right?
2: It, it really does. And, I, and I'm an attorney. And so I practice family law. And so a lot of times women are, I have to tell them, you know, it will get better, but you have to get you have to get through this.
1: What pre-adolescent, adolescent um, offerings does ISNA um, have at the convention this year? So
2: we have our mina program is amazing. Um, the Muslim Youth of North America. And that is for kids between, they usually say 12 to 18. But there are things that pre-teens can also attend. Like 10, 11, 12. I took my son there last year. And we went to a number of mina sessions together. And it's really cool because their sessions are organized by the youth the topics are chosen by them it's organized by them for them um and we just had our summer minicamps um happening last month and this month um right now actually some of the kids are in um oklahoma at their minicamp and so i would totally encourage all moms to send their kids to minicamp it is a great experience i can't wait till my son goes
1: i never got to go so i'm really looking forward to my kids going but they're so like i guess it's an attachment thing they're afraid to go out oh. of out of the city much less the state to attend really? camp so it's something my i'm working on
2: totally want to go and i'm like you said you're only 11 you must wait just a little bit longer and he is oh, he really good. wants to go but i was like He's next to Minicamp camp and shortly, you will go
0: Lebaba, I, I hope one day I can meet you in person. Perhaps when you guys are here next year, I will definitely attend. I'm going to try to make it a priority to be there next year. And let me know if you guys need any help. And I, too, hope to meet you. Is registration still open?
2: Yeah, on registration, we still have... Um some Eid specials that will hopefully be coming out.
1: I do hope that this year's convention is a huge success, that y'all have a huge turnout, and that um, Allah rewards you, the committee, the board of directors, um, for all of your efforts um, that you've put into this. And, of course, the organizers in Houston who are my dear friends and I love to death. Thank you so much, everybody. Thanks again for joining Zeban Uzman
0: Moming While well Muslim today. Please email us your thoughts or questions and follow us on Facebook and Instagram because this podcast was designed to cater your needs. Make sure you
1: check out the show notes to find the links and resources for this episode. And remember to help a mama out and leave a review of the show as well as to like it on your podcast app of choice because that helps us grow. Tune in next week
0: for another episode of Mommy While well Muslim. Aslam alaykum, everyone.